Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. This is Cigar Night with Rick Guzman. And I am here with my good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, the Seth Guerrero. Hi, how are you? Yes, sir. Seth, man, man, we've been trying to do this for so long. And, you know, with scheduling and stuff, it's been hard to finally get you on the, on the show. But I finally have you on the podcast, and it's great. I'm glad that for once I can have the Seth Guerrero here, and I'm honored to be in your presence, yeah, I'm, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Oh, man. Uh, we have had a, a big um, problem trying to do this episode. Um Yesterday, we were supposed to record this episode. Yeah, we were. But it just things did not align. The stars didn't align. As a good friend, that Anthony Santiago, all things did not align. <laughs> Dude, all things did, did not align yesterday. Did not align, um, so, rough, man, yeah. yeah, so yesterday we tried to, to record the episode, and uh, Seth shows up and uh, <laughs> in, a, in a bad flat tire. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, all right, bro, no worries. No worries. You know, right. we're going to fix this tire. Yeah, and we'll and just... We're, on the spare yeah and so we'll put on the spare and we'll start this episode so you know it's a it's a suburban right it's, yeah. a, it's a bigger car and uh um, half ton yeah yeah and uh well next thing you know the jack that it comes with breaks yep yeah hey, but no worries uh i have a jetta hey there you go which does not compare in size but it has a jack it never fails and uh we read the instructions and the the jack is max 2400 pounds right and we're like, ah, it'll be fine. As, as, as the classic uh, line that we have within our group, you think it'll work? No, nah, not at all. Not at all. And so uh, we, we, we were Mythbusters for a day where a Jetta carjack does not work on a Suburban. Yeah. So we did not get to change the tire. Uh, we had to kind of wait for help to show mm-hmm. up with the bigger jack, yep. which took hours. And then yep. we finally get the, the spare tire. So that's great. When we finally started recording the podcast, oh, it took man. another hour to like set up. Yeah, audio and everything. audio and, and and stuff, and uh, we were rudely interrupted by phone calls <laughs> and uh, other than my brother. Yeah, calling me and so home. you know because when we do cigar night, the, the the thing is is afterwards we we usually get our cigar night group over, right? And we smoke some cigars and stuff, and so Have some ceremonials with the boys, exactly, and girls. And girls. But. Um, Yesterday didn't really work out because by the time we started the podcast, everyone was already here. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of uh, had we'll to say, call, let's just, call it a night. And we're like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. But we're here today. We're doing the episode now. And it's great to, to finally have you, man. And, and to be honest, the biggest reason uh, why I wanted you to, to be on here is, is to talk about your experience studying abroad. Um, I think a lot of people including myself didn't get the opportunity to go to a whole different country to study Mm -hmm. um i think traveling is such a a beautiful thing and it does wonders on your mind to get away from everything and just you know there's a lot of people who don't leave their hometown there's a lot of people who stay with what they're comfortable with right Uh, and i'm one of those people like i don't like experiencing new things like i know what i like i'm comfortable in my hometown Mm -hmm. i love traveling but to live somewhere else you lived like for a whole semester in a whole different side of the world so let's talk about that for a little bit and how that impacted your life yeah, man. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, I left to study abroad. It was one of the uh, quote-unquote requirements for uh, for my political science degree. Um, one of the better requirements, I think. And you know, I went and I studied in um, Heidelberg, Germany, for four and a half, five months. About, <clears throat> and it was uh, one of the coolest things I ever did. And I'm, I definitely, I'm with you there on that. Uh, you know, kind of homebody thing. You know, like I grew up. I didn't, I didn't play sports or nothing. You know, I. I was mostly inside. I mean, when I wasn't doing like Cub Scouts or whatever, you know, I was inside with my brother and we were playing video games. And like, that's kind of how we were. 
you know, we've always been okay, you know, kind of self-isolating before it was cool um, and <laughs> timely. Uh, but uh, I definitely resonate with you with with you on that. Um, and it was, it was, it's one thing to like go visit other places, which I also didn't do a lot of, except right. inside of Texas, you know, where, where I'm from, where we're from, I guess. Um, yeah, I didn't, I never traveled that much ever, not even to other states. I, at most, it was like road trips to like, you know, Blanco or Lukenbach, Texas. Lukenbach or population uh, three, <laughs> yeah, wherever the hell, man. Um, and then it's a whole other thing to be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go live two hundred thousand miles away, or however the you know however different long. side of the world. Yeah, that side of the world, man. Um, and I was super nervous and super excited, and I really, I'm I'm not one of those people who had like this like insatiable like lust. I didn't, I didn't have like a travel bug because I'd never done it before. Right. I had no frame of reference for any of that. Um, I literally just did it because it was required of my degree, and I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't have to go to school regular. I can go to school somewhere else. Um, and it turned out to be super awesome and scary and different than I was expecting. I think maybe like, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people look and they're like, oh, if you travel, you know, you're seeking to change or something or you're like looking for something or whatever. I, I don't know about any of that. Um, but like a lot of the feelings that I had about my home already, you know, just kind of felt reaffirmed, uh, traveling. Like I left loving my home and I came back and I was like, wow, I love my home a whole lot more now. Not because of where I was sucked or anything, but like it's, it's this weird, interesting, like uh dichotomy, I think, uh, between, you know, having a new appreciation for a different part of a different place and finding a newfound appreciation yeah. from what you were actually used to. Well, I think you, you start appreciating the little things. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you came back and you're like, man, I miss sweet tea. I miss free refills, man. Yeah, That's man. That's crazy. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway? So you went to Germany, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you, and among other places. Yeah. Right. And so you went to you know Germany, London. What, where else did you go? To uh, I went to Germany. I was, oh yeah, UK, uh, Spain. I was supposed to go to France, but I didn't. Um, I went to Morocco. I went to uh, Czech Republic, um, and I think it's a lot of places in Europe. Yeah, 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 Central Europe. What yeah. What would you say is the biggest difference between Americans? Uh, maybe not necessarily the people. Uh, maybe like the culture. Uh, something that you're like, oh wow, this is very different here. Uh, well, it definitely depend on the country. Um, but if I had to like find like a common thread between a lot of Europeans is like they, I mean, geographically speaking, I mean, of course each country is going to have like their own, like pretty rigid, like culture differences. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say like the all Europeans are the same, but surprisingly, I mean, or maybe not like geographically central Europe is not big. Like, you know, despite like the language differences and stuff um like there's a lot of similarities between them uh, just because you got to think is like central europe is you know I, th- I think like as big as the u.s maybe a little bit bigger if you like include all of central europe but I, like if you if you combined all of like this the square footage or whatever kilometers whatever 
um, of Central Europe, you know, it's it's not that great of a land of landmass, you know, and so like they are pretty similar. I would say that like Europeans, um, they don't focus on food a whole lot. And, and and not to say that they don't take pride in food and that, that food is not a very, like, integral part of their culture. But, I mean, like, something as simple as, like, the frequency with which we see food commercials. And, and like, I don't, maybe it's just the U.S., but it might be in Mexico and Canada, too, and North America in general, is, like, a lot. Yeah. And, like, the signage, you know, something as simple as, like, seeing, a, a like, a billboard of food or even the, the, the golden arches off the highway. Like that that's a giant lit you know right. neon sign that says yeah. food here essentially. And over there, I'm sure they have places like that, but you know, you're walking down whatever street in whatever city and unless it's like a chain restaurant, like it's pretty low key. It's got a there's a you know, pretty generic looking little sign. Yeah. Maybe some window decals, I don't know. <laughs> I mean pretty pretty bare bones. Um and you know, you you don't turn on the T V and see like commercials and commercials for whatever local chain or whatever one of the biggest things so from the places i traveled uh-huh. um mostly mexico i mean that's really what i'm gonna like use my experience from i've traveled you know different states and outside the country bahamas stuff like that but anyways but in mexico and i'm sure this is in europe you can identify who is not from that country by like their style and clothes oh, yeah. like i think style yeah. like you know i like to dress a certain way right and i'm not saying i dress bad right but the way i dress they don't dress like that in Mexico. And I'm talking about, like, legit, like, Mexico, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, hardcore. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, uh, what is it, Lacoste and, and, and Express, you know. Right. I don't wear that stuff. Yeah. Right? Even though I dress okay, I look, I look good, you can point me out in a crowd of people and say, oh, he's an American. Yeah. Just buy my shoes. Yeah. Right? And it's insane to me because, like, I talk to people and they automatically know, oh, you're an American. Right. I'm like I'm sp- I'm speaking Spanish like I'm right. I'm with my cousins like we all look the same mm-hmm. right but yeah. because of the wear what I'm wearing it's like oh dude you're American and right. I feel like in Europe it could be the same way I don't know Definitely, I haven't yeah. experienced that I mean yeah I, I would get picked out of a crowd depending on where I was I mean I I look the way that I do and I'm as tall as I am and I think that contributes a lot to me like being mistaken for like a German dude a lot you know I don't have like blonde blonde hair but i mean i had blonde hair when i was a kid and like especially when i got my facial hair i get like blonde yeah hairs and you know depending on how the light hits my hair you know it's mostly brown but it's like blonde hi- like natural blonde highlights and then i don't have like bright blue eyes but i'm a, I'm a tall fair-skinned dude right uh so like in germany you know if i don't talk you know some some person might think that i'm a like a drunk german guy and the only reason <laughs> the only reason i say drunk is because of the way i walk Right, mm. like I, I, I guess you would say that I, wa- I, I don't walk, really. I meander, which right. is like really it's like a like a southern thing or like a Texan yeah. thing, I guess. Very lazy, you know. I pick up my feet, of course, but like, you know, it's it's like a different cadence. You know, people there, they're not necessarily in a hurry, but you know they, yeah, they walk with a pretty average gait, and my yeah. gait was all over the place. It was super inconsistent, and so like we take our time. So sometimes, yeah. Even when I got the dress down, you know, because there's not a lot of options when it's super cold. Um, even if when I got the dress down, uh, some people would still be like, you know, they would say like in German, like, where are you from? You know, um, but especially no matter where I was, 
whatever country, especially if I open my mouth, like to speak, yeah. they're like, they don't even ask, are you American? They go, Texas? Oh, or wow. they go like South or whatever. And I'm <laughs> like, how did you know? Right. And I, I don't have this like, you know, ridiculous accent or even, I don't even have that thick of a draw, but like. Uh, they know. They, yeah, they, they, know. they pick it up. They know. Yeah. You know, and combined with, you know, with the meandering and stuff. And oh. especially if I got, if I got to talking for a while. Yeah. You know, they could, they, I, I would say like, ah, you know, it's hot as hell or whatever. Hail. And, 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 and it's would, not even American. Oh, so you're a Texan. Right. They right. already know. Right. Um, you know, if, if my if the people I was with, you know, if my other friends didn't already out me and be like, oh, that's the guy. He's, he's, our, he's a local Texan or whatever. Nice. Right. Because everyone seems impressed when it's a Texan. Like, it's yeah, like, oh, Texas. Even, even other Americans. I was there with other Americans. Exactly, and man. they were like from New Jersey and Ohio and stuff. But yeah, yeah. us four from Texas, they were like, oh, like, oh, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from the Ohio. Oh, they're from Texas. Yeah. Don't mind them. They're from Texas. They're from yeah. Texas. It was, it was, it was you know, it's it was the, funny. The greatest state in the U.S. of A. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And down down to the city. I remember I went to the post office to send a package, and the guy saw, like, San Antonio on the address thing. And he didn't speak much, very good English, but he was like, San Antonio Spurs? And I was, Whoa. Like, I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And he was like, go Spurs, go. Best team Whoa. in league. And this is in Germany? Yeah. Dude. He's some post office worker. Dude. And I was like, yeah, man. This guy and knows what's like, up. He's like, only reason I like basketball, San Antonio Spurs. And I was like, damn, cool. man. Yeah, it was cool. Well, and I think San Antonio especially, uh, we're so diverse. Mm-hmm. This is the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, you, we had, I mean, Duncan. But we had Ginobili was from Argentina. Right. And then Parker was from France. Yeah. Like, Dude, and they're good. Like right. they were good people. And then plus, like we have so many other international players. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah which sure. gives notice to the team, especially. So yeah. Yeah. Spurs all the way. Yeah, man. Nombre, shout out, wait, go Spurs, go. Yeah. Spurs por vida. Yes. Um, so when you went to study abroad, I know you like you came back a different person. Yeah. You know. Uh, like you came back happy, you came back like motivational. <laughs> I, I left, I left a broken. I yeah, you came back like you came back a man. Back uh, you, you no, but you came with a different sense, like a different approach to life. And I remember you, you know, you really wanted to talk about it. You really wanted to talk to people. And and what what would you say was the biggest reason that you had that change? Um, yeah, when you got back. Well, you know, on the topic of uh, what you mentioned earlier, is like not being inspired to like go anywhere like being comfortable with where you are there's a very fine line between being comfortable and being complacent you know um you know and i definitely felt that as like i got complacent you know with how i felt about my home i I got complacent and not in like a bad way i just i didn't realize the extent of my feelings and i didn't care to really like give them any attention because i didn't have any from reverence or anything else and i feel like a lot of people have that um but, you know, even complacent in the way that I felt like, oh, well, this is who I am, which is hilarious because we're so young. So, like, you know, you know how long that lasts. You know, every yeah. other year you have some sort of change of character, shift or whatever. And, and you know, traveling was no exception. So, like, going into, you know, the, the study abroad thing is like, oh, you know, well, this is who I'm. My name's Seth. And, you know, I scowl a lot and I make jokes that... I think are hilarious but no one laughs at and people are intimidated by me and that's who I am. Uh, and then I get there and of course, you know, I like, I try that whole thing, you know, oh, well, this is me, this is who I am. And then, uh, of course, it's an unnatural fit, right? 
because you know I'm in a new place. I don't know the language. Even the other Americans I'm around, I don't. I barely recognize. They're not Texan. They're not Southern. They're. Yeah. Not, they're not even remotely. I. You know. Yeah, we both speak English. It's a different culture. Yeah. Like even within even US. the other Americans yeah. feel culturally just alien. Right. Um. And and slowly but surely, it's like this feeling of like, man, maybe I have no idea what I'm doing, and I should figure that out. Yeah. Um. And so, and and definitely, it's a lot of little things too that play into how you change, right? So like, I left and I was like, my name's Seth, and I like rock music and uh, and you know, Galaxy News Radio from Fallout Three, and that's it, right? <laughs> uh, and then I came back and I was like, oh yeah, I love folk and I love yeah, folk, you know, bolero and you yeah. know, I love you know, whatever Tejano. I didn't leave liking any of that, but I came back liking it. Because you appreciate it. Right. Well, and then, you know, I got, I got homesick. I got homesick, yeah. and I was like, wow, what? I wish I could be reminded of home in the most aggressive, just unnecessary way possible. Let me play just the, the rootness, tootness, you know. Woody's Roundup. Woody, yeah, for most foresty, <laughs> deserty. You know, sandy cheeks, song. sandy cheeks ass songs about. I can find, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And maybe it'll remind me of home. Of and Texas. then, and then it's the same thing, for, you know, for the you know the Latin stuff is like, let me yeah. find the, just the most aggressive mariachi I can find, right? Some that way I just I, I can smell the tostadas, man. And you wanted that? Uh, how does it go? I wanna go home. Dude, yeah, wanna, yeah, it's exactly what it was. Um, and that en- ended up playing a, a part into how I, I guess, how I developed over there, like little things like getting homesick and yeah. and how you cope with that. Um, having to decide how to eat in a place where you don't recognize any of the food. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like they had tuna. And yeah. for the first month and a half, I ate tuna because I was too afraid to read anything or do any research. I saw Man. tuna on the store shelves and I was like, I guess that's what I'm eating because I recognize that. Um, but then, you know, Live there, you know, you're there long enough, and you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna get mercury poisoning. <laughs> and then you're like, I gotta, like, find something different to eat. What am I gonna eat? And then I started developing preferences I didn't know I had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like doing simple stuff, cooking. I thought I, I thought I knew what my preferences were over here, but you go somewhere else, and you're like, Wow, what are my preferences? I have no idea. They don't have, they don't have. Corn and flour tortillas over here. All they got is <laughs> yeah. bread. No, right? they don't exist anywhere else. So it doesn't even matter if I prefer corn over flour. <laughs> they don't have it. Yeah. They have no breakfast tacos. Four kinds of bread. And I'm like, I don't know anything about bread. What do you mean you don't have uh, bacon and egg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bean and cheese. I'm, I'm like, I need a bean and cheese taco. Yeah, no. You go like, up north, they don't even have that, bro. Yeah, I know. So we, we traveled uh, to Chicago, actually. Yeah. Uh, almost a year ago now. Yep. So, you know, traveling is a thing that we both enjoy but i think you it's something that you try to make a priority at least to try to go different places experience new cultures and stuff even within the u.s yeah and so chicago trip was cool i've been there before but that was your first time going yeah, and so dude. that difference between north and south literally like within the country straight up yeah. like what was the difference between that even within the u.s that you experienced? uh well temperature for one is yeah the first it was, we went in mind. january Which, we went in december or january we december november no 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 it was after christmas was it? Yeah. So I think it was December. Probably, yeah. December Late of last December, year, yeah. we went. So it was cold. It was very cold. Yeah, super cold. Um, and like, I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody who's ever traveled north to south or south to north says the same damn thing. But the whole southern hospitality thing, yeah. like that's real. Um, not necessarily like 
people in the, in the north are rude. rude or anything. No. But you know, like it's odd when you know you you're used to going into you know ye old diner down here and yeah. little old seventy year old man is like, no, please don't insist, and he holds the door open for you, and you're like, ah, thanks, yeah. you know, man. And then up there, you're walking into the star and the Starbucks. And they're too busy. They got places to be, man. Like, yeah. So we talked about that. Uh, we had so we went and visited our friend Anthony in Chicago, mm-hmm. and um, we we talked about on that episode uh, the art of breath. I think we talked about it. But great episode, by the way. Thank you, thank you. But uh, one thing in Chicago is compared to Southern, is Chicago, especially being a business city, it was on the go, like yeah. all the time. So like we were like on the stairs trying to get to the what the the train, right. And I was like on the wrong side. You remember? Like yes. I was walking, and like yeah. there was people behind me, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. making faces and like cussing yeah. me out. Yeah. Because like yeah, I was going too slow. We didn't know the etiquette, man. I didn't yeah. know the etiquette, and like yeah. my thing was like, which yeah. Imagine if a person from Chicago comes to Texas and they like don't, you know, wave. They don't have their hand on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. That, do that little, do that like, little oh, trucker wave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, ah, what a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't wave. No, yeah, and there. So like I was walking too slow to the train. And there was people behind me who like, oh, because my friend was like, no, dude, you got to get on the right side. Because like the left side is where they like go down or whatever, right? And so like I didn't know any better. So like there's a big difference even between that, like just the urge that people have to go to places. Even the unconscious stuff when we were walking with Anthony and like we're like looking for a place to eat. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's like, it's a couple oh, blocks. Oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's a, a couple blocks couple down. Blocks away. I'm, I'm like, start, all right, all right, no worries. It's like, you know, 24 degrees outside, <laughs> yeah. and, like, we're walking. Walking for, like, 15 minutes, and we're like, oh, where is this place? 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Oh, we're it's like, another f- four like, hey, blocks man, that way. Where, Where is this? And he's like, ah, it's this way. Yeah. It's like Every, all, everything's, like, close by. Hazard, yeah. Which, he grew, he grew up here, right? Yeah. So, like, even a native Texan yeah. goes up there and, you know, gets – yeah sucked into that culture you know, yeah they get well and that's the it. thing too because like chicago and like i've never been to new york but new york is similar i think in as into where it's rare it, it, you wouldn't want to have a car right right because like transportation is good there in a sense where you have the train right like mm-hmm. to get literally you, you it's faster walking or taking a train right than having a car yeah right in those kind of cities so like everyone walks so for them everything's close by so yeah uh, real quick, I, I wanted to go back to the, the city abroad thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You you mentioned how it affected me. Um, one of the things that I always try to try to, I guess, make sense of when I when I like talk, which I can talk forever about my experiences or whatever. But um, one of the things I always try to get get across is like, you know, part of like realizing. I, I don't want to sound like all like lame and spiritual or whatever, but like. Yeah, part of like realizing, you know, your true self or may, or maybe like how how you really feel deep inside, what your what your you know, what your hard truths are, right? Is like, you know, I didn't I didn't feel very American. Hmm. For example, mm-hmm. right? Like I w- I was walking around in Europe for 5 months and I never felt very American. And it's not that's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to say like, oh, uh, uh, American. Blah. Yeah. But like Merc. Uh I felt very Texan, and to boot, I felt very San Antonian. A lot, most of the things that people recognize me, even strangers recognize me for, were characteristics that are unique to Texas, or in some cases even San Antonio, like the Spurs. Um, And people would identify me like ah Texas, you know, like strangers or whatever. Um, And even like the my fellow Americans that I was with, you know, um, kids from New Jersey and stuff like. 
we were kind of similar, but we were mostly different. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was kind of cool. You know, they like I wasn't, I wasn't like on their level. I was Texan. I was a San Antonian even. Um, and I think that, you know, may or may not be profound, but that's definitely a, a, a cool, unique thing, I think, um, that not a lot of people think about, like, you know, when, when they travel, especially abroad, yeah. across countries. And so the thing is, is too, with study abroad is, you know, mm-hmm. usually it's cost extra money or something, right? Right, yeah. Um, but it, from someone who experienced it, who, who got the opportunity to do that, um, you know, would you recommend studying abroad for someone else in college right now? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, of course, it depends on what your, like, financial situation is. Um, but I'm here to tell uh, you and anyone else listening is, like, I'm not, I'm no rich guy. And yeah. I don't have, like, a rich family. We're working class schmucks, man. And, uh, and that's not a bad thing. But, like, especially if you're, like, pulling loans out anyway um, for... Uh, college, yeah. you know, depending on what those loans are, like, l- literally, my semester abroad. I mean, we went we went to a, a private Catholic school yeah. for college. Um, you know, it's not it's not no tree fitty for tuition. You know, it's a little bit. It was expensive. Get a little up. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, expensive. Yeah. Um, literally, my semester abroad was cheaper. Wow. Than <laughs> yeah, than a regular semester, including food and everything. Yeah. Or? Yeah, you know, and and yeah, some of it came out of, you know, came out of my own pocket um, for like, for like, you know, food, some food, some travel, especially if I wanted to recreate, you know, but, but, you know, all, even, even with that, it was cheaper than a regular semester, like living on campus at a dorm, right? Like that was my cheapest semester. So like, if you're going to be accruing debt anyways, make the best of it. Like, yeah, yeah, do, do it. Do, do cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, not just study abroad, but do all kinds of cool stuff. Take weird classes. Man, I took salsa. I took Yeah. I took country dancing. I took yeah. kayaking. It was, yeah. I took fencing. Take take the craziest classes you can take. Because, oh, yeah. you know. Those are probably going to be the best classes you have. Yeah. And, and do the do the volunteer to go during the summers and during spring break yeah. to go wherever the heck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And there's scholarships, too. Go study too. abroad, yeah. Like, there is, like... I mean, at least in our college, but I know our college isn't different than others. Like, there's scholarships to study abroad. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's a class that's going to go somewhere that semester for one week or something, like, there's scholarships that help out with that. So, you know, if you're considering studying abroad or it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it or something, like Seth said, make the most of it. Um, And even if you're, like, not in school anymore or, like, you want to take a break from school or you just want to take a break from life, I feel like traveling – some people use that as their escape, and rightfully so, right? Like, I'm yeah. going to get away from home. I'm going to get away from everything Yeah, yeah. and go somewhere else. So I think it's also important to, like, get away of your comfort zone. Yeah, um, for sure. Because, like, if all you know is home, well, then that's all you're ever going to know. Yeah. Like, you're never going to know what else is out there, what other opportunities you might have. And so speaking of opportunities, uh, we're, while we're on the topic of traveling, um, last summer, like, you left Texas to go to... Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. To, for well, work. Minnesota, North Dakota, yeah. Uh, more to, okay. But well, you went for work. Yeah. And so... That was my first, my first job out of college. Yeah, yeah wow. And, uh, but, so, I mean, I know your experience, and I'd love for you to share. Right. But for the most part, that was also an experience for you as far as, like, getting away from home, not in a s- educational sense, but, like, okay, I'm going to work now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a job and a commitment in a whole other state, which I don't know anybody. Yeah. 
Uh, so what was that like? You know, uh, I'm not gonna. Lie. I mean, at the time, not gonna lie, I thought it was real rough, man. It was it was a tough business. Um, oh, you changed your mind? Like you don't think that's? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, it it was mostly the work. I mean, right. um, I was I was doing carpentry stuff, um, and it was outside, and especially at the beginning, like when I got there, even in May, it was cold as hell, man. It was Yummy. I was freezing my ass off. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, and I, but it got better, and like. Honestly, like, if I could do that again, I totally would. Yeah. You know, bar, I mean, barring having, like, a good-paying career job, like, sure. why not? You know, especially especially for something right out of college is, like, especially if, you know, like, I'm not going to be able to move out, you know, mm-hmm. immediately. I'm not going to start my career immediately. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to be doing... It, it's, it's a contract job is what it was. Well, exactly. So it wasn't a full-time... Yeah, and that's like, a super viable option. Yeah, it was like three and a half months. Yeah, it was like, I'm doing it for a certain amount of time. Right. If I like it, cool. If I don't, it's not like I quit. I just did it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Con- I finished my contract. contract. Ended, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, very strange up there in yeah. Minnesota. Super strange. They say things... Really, they say... They like... Instead of saying uh, Fargo... Right, let me try to like American... Like Texanize that. Fargo... As I was yeah. saying Fargo, they're like, oh, oh, Fargo, you know, oh, oh cheese yeah, curds. you betcha, yeah. yeah, you betcha, oh, yeah, you Oofta. betcha, yeah, Oofta. yeah, um, oh, yeah, people. go Packers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and like, and and you know, the one moment you're like, oh, I recognize this, like, there's they're super nice up there, sure, and you're like, oh, I recognize this, this must be like Minnesota hospitality, but something seems off, and I'm not trying to like out like Minnesotans or anything, but like, the, like, it's so funny, like, trying to compare, like. You know, my culture to their culture is like, oh, yeah, well, we're both super sweet. But like, whereas like Texans or maybe Southerners at large are like sweet in a like more direct way where it's like, oh, honey, you know, uh, bless your heart. You look, you look, you know, peaked. You need to eat. You look thin. You, you haven't eaten. It's terrible. Right. Well, it, there's not, there's no really, you know, dancing around the issue. I feel like up in Minnesota, it's like, oh, are you hungry? You know. Are you sure? Yeah. You, know, you, you look a little, I mean, yeah, of course. It, like they kind of like kind of dance around <laughs> it and it's still like hilarious and charming um, and really nice. Um, so it was fun. There's a, a comedian that they do like, um, I guess they were TikTokers, but they make Facebook videos now, uh-huh. but their page is called You Betcha. And they're like <laughs> people in Minnesota and they like make fun of them of like, like that culture. Up yeah. There, like right? Midwestern. Yeah. The yeah. Midwestern nice and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they're freaking hilarious. Yeah, uh, I, feel, I feel like I've seen a video. Yeah, like, seen, oh, let me just mow mow your lawn. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry yeah. about it, Dave. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it was one where like he gets an Uber and like he like gets in there and the driver is like, oh, like you like uh like for the talk or you like to be quiet and the guy's like, oh, actually, you know, kind of have a migraine. Oh yeah, like I had a migraine. <laughs> yeah, and, oh talking. man, and so he drives the he whole way. Talking, yeah. He's like, he's like, where are you going? I was like, uh. It should be on the app. Oh, I don't use the app. It's like, <laughs> but is there any bar? Like, tell me which bar they're at. And he tells like the name of the bar. Oh yeah, like I don't know. It's like uh, uh, it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um. They're, they're so yeah, it's funny. I know one of the biggest complaints you had when you got back was like, "There's no sweet tea, bro." Yeah. I mean, that's that's my thing, man. And I, I was a hard time when I went to Germany and all those other countries, and I was a hard time when I went to that. And that, and that might seem like to the more like worldly people, they're like, "Ah, oh, what a what a douche!" Like he's 
he's he has the opportunity to do all this cool stuff and all I can think about is sweet tea and it's like yeah man but sweet tea is important I mean to you, us Texans you, you get out there and you realize what's important and sometimes what's important is a little stuff yeah man, man. it blows my mind sweet that there's restaurants in Texas that don't have sweet tea it's insulting it's, yeah, man. it's insulting and insulting. then yeah and then I remember <laughs> some I forgot who told me this but it was like the audacity of unsweet tea because <laughs> you can't sweeten it and then take the sugar out. No, no, it's no. just iced tea. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. iced tea and there's sweet tea. Yeah. Unsweet tea, not a thing. It's just not exist. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Speaking of tea, we're drinking this diet green tea citrus. Yeah. Because you're watching your calories. Yeah, man. What's that You've about, been man? Me crap about it. <laughs> You've been giving me crap about it the last two days. Bro... Okay, so I'm not against counting calories, right? Like, I think it's important to realize what your body's intaking. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, you know, sweet tea. Yeah. Like, I like sweet tea. And when I went on a diet, like, I didn't give up sweet tea. Right. No, I definitely feel like I'm sinning, for sure. Not drinking sweet yeah. tea. Some cardinal sins I'm inflicting. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not counting calories because uh, I'm healthy or responsible. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Uh, Seth Guerrero is neither of those things. Um, no, literally, uh, I got a friend and he's, uh, big and buff. And I was like, I was, you know, I was, I was being a, being a bro. And I was like, dude, you look great, man. And he's like, honestly, man, all I got to do is count calories. And I was like, really? I don't know about that, bro. Really? And then he's like, yeah, man. And I was like, well, guess I got to start counting calories, you know, uh-huh. that way I can grow taller and get buffer yeah which of course is not gonna happen no i mean (laughs) counting calories is good i think like i said it's good to know what your body's intaking it's good to if you have a limit then it's like uh like i have my limit and stuff because eating too much is a bad thing even if you eat healthy right right, eating a lot no matter if it's healthy or not like it's you're gonna i mean there's it's still calories right like it's still going right and i'm no i'm not a nutrition guy like i don't know shit right yeah but like you got to enjoy the little things, you know, and sweet tea is one of those that I don't think you should be worrying about it because to be honest, this diet green tea citrus is shit. Well, and hey, listen, here's the, here's the other thing that I haven't told you yet. And, you know, I don't know how deep you want to get into it, but like <clears throat> part of the reason I'm kind of like committing to this so hard and like I probably didn't need to give up sweet tea. I mean, that's, I love sweet tea. Um, and that's, you know... I'm not trying to say I'm some sort of icon, but for people that know me, like Seth's not going to give up sweet tea, right? Right. My parents know me that way too, <laughs> and I happen to still live with them. And there's no shame in that. Yeah, right. And these and these days, and you know, you know, they're still spry and they still look great. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're getting a little, you know, getting a little up there in the in the ears, man. Yeah, man. Uh, and these days, you know, we're buying. 32 packs of Coke Zeros and going through them in like a week. Yeah. Um, so like maybe I'm, I'm trying to like, I don't know if this is like mischievous or like manipulative, but like maybe I'm trying to like subtextually suggest that if, if Seth Guerrero, if Seth Guerrero can kick sweet tea, you know, good old, good old mom and dad can, you know, do it, can handle, you know, having one Coke Zero, <laughs> you know, instead of like three. Um, so I had an uncle who um, he loves uh, Coca Cola. I was right. gonna say Coke, but that was gonna be like no, not cocaine. <laughs> Coca Cola, uh, and I mean Coca Cola is pretty bad for you, like yeah. you know, But yeah. but he loves Coca Cola. Like he drinks Coke with every like 
I don't know if he drinks it with breakfast, but probably. I mean, right? right? Like, barbacoa and Coke, bro, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and, like, I and like I asked him one time. Okay, I don't think I asked him. I think my dad asked him or something, right? Because he was getting kind of big. Right. Right. Get a little... And, like, he was, and he was, like, eight. Like, I'm... He's, he's just, like, I, I know, like, I'm getting big. Right. He's, like, but if I wanted to lose the weight, I just quit Coke. Oh, he knew. Oh, he knew. He's like Coca Cola is what's it's what because he would drink like the two liters, like just for himself and probably in a day, Whoa. like by himself. Two liters of Coke a day, like those big Holy. ones. Holy, yeah. yeah, yeah, just by himself. Like that's like it's just one for him. Damn. So and yeah. he he loves that shit. Like that's like when he gets like, like when he finishes mowing the grass, he gets some Coke. You know, and and honestly, man, like maybe I'm a little worried about that too because I mean I'm down in like especially if I go to restaurants. Yeah. You know, I, and, and if I go to restaurants, usually I'm going to restaurants all day. So it's like minimum two to three sittings a day. Yeah. And all I, sweet tea. And when I, it's all sweet tea. Yeah. And it's like, it's not just one, two glasses. No, no, no. It's refills. I, I power through those things. We had dinner before three, this. Three to five glasses. I had two. I had two. I had two or three. Okay, but you saw the waitress when we went to dinner right now. Before she, was, this. she was cranking those things out. Dude, I had like two of them waiting. Uh, yeah, dude. Like there was a queue right. of yeah. sweet teas I had to finish. And right. I, I didn't even touch the last two because I'm like, I'm good. I'll finish those. And, and I think maybe I kind of envision like this future of me where I'm kind of like your uncle and I'm like, I know what, I know what my problem is. I know what is. it is. It's sweet tea. It's sweet tea, it's but I don't want to give it up. It's because I drink like three gallons of sweet tea a day. Like yeah. no exaggeration, like three to five yeah. glasses per sitting, three sittings a day. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's 15 servings. Of, yeah. And if they're 32 ounces, same thing. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Uh, so yeah. like maybe I'm trying to like prove to myself like hey if I can I, do this if I ever have to for medical reasons <laughs> like I can't it's okay yeah right. that's true and and I guess it's it's good to you know try to to make a change and I know like when I went on a diet uh, it was like two summers ago because uh, I was getting kind of big I mean I was once you switch pant sizes it's like damn <laughs> dude, yeah. it's like hmm, I gotta make a change bro get rid of all your medium yeah so like, I'm like, an adult large now yeah man. no and so like I would force myself to wear the pants <laughs> yeah. and I was like nah dude I can't breathe yeah I'm a well, how'd it go it was like I'm a size <laughs> I'm a size 32 but I breathe better with 34 like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. it's one of those so I was yeah. pushing like 30 34 wow and for me like in high school I was a size 30 college I was like a 32 and so for me, like going to 34, I was like, oh man, I don't know. Dude, this, this... that's literally, I literally just happened to me probably like not even six months ago. Yeah, I, was like, I, li- I literally threw on my adult medium shirts, yeah. moved up to adult larges, and I was like, I hope this is a shoulder thing and not like a fat thing. Because, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm stubborn and I don't want to like Admit s- it. stop playing video yeah, games yeah, yeah. To, to, you know, go run or what. No, and you got to yeah. find that thing, that's that balance. And I mean, and if counting your calories and watching what you eat is the start, that's awesome. I mean, that's good, right? You're you're, yeah. charging, you're changing something, and whether for whatever reason it is, um, you know, it's good to you realize it too. Like when you start exercising and you start eating better, uh, you start having more energy. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a cool thing too. It's a good good feeling um, knowing that you're doing something right. Um, but I mean, counting calories like it, it's a good thing. Um, but if you're expecting to, I don't know, like make a change within the week like no like it's gonna take time right yeah like you guys gotta exercise and stuff and i'm not no nutrition guy like i am not in no way shape or form like a god and yeah. like i don't look great like i am i'm not Dude, I'm, you look wonderful I don't thanks know man about. but i'm not like a god right like i'm not a no greek god <laughs> of a body like no like i i'm not no that's that texan man yeah i'm not no not i no, no but like 
the other day, I think yesterday, fucking, I went to McDonald's and got two double cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't do. I don't do make. I don't do McDonald's, man. Sometimes, bro. Sometimes you got. Sometimes that Mickey D's calls, bro. <laughs> and you're like, man. I, I feel that way about Bill Miller's, man. Yeah, man. Like, oh, Bill Miller's good. Man. Sometimes I if just, you're not in Texas, you don't know what Bill Miller's is. Sometimes, uh, but Texas. Is, and if I'm and if I'm on a splurge, yeah, I ain't getting a regular plate. I'm getting I'm getting the. The ranchers, rancher plate. Yeah, rancher two plate. Meats. The two meat two meats, plate. Three Bro, that's dude. I try to keep up with you one day. That was not a good day, dude. Yeah, not a good day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm so glad you're here, bro. We we we've tried so hard to get this podcast episode going, but uh, so it's traveling. You know, we traveled. You went studying abroad. Mm-hmm. So you went to Germany. Uh, you were in London, right? Yeah. You got to see London. London. Um, London. Uh, hot take. Yeah, overrated a yeah, little yeah. bit. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I I spent what two three days. I'm sure there's awesome parts, um, but like, and and I guess that's the whole thing about the phrase tourist traps. Mm-hmm. And they're not tourist traps. I mean, it's just like, like I saw Big Ben, and I was like, all right, that's it. Yeah, it's just it's just a little clock time. Yeah. Right? I hear that every night. That's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Same. Same. Uh, <laughs> and I saw. You know, I, I went into Westminster Abbey and I was like, cool. Yeah. 75 bucks for a cross, man. What a yeah. lame. And yeah. I saw the gates of the palace and I was like, man. I, I was more impressed with like Chinatown. And, yeah, 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 the and smaller, the, cooler. That, the little, smaller that little Camden Market. That was awesome. So I think uh, like Big Ben in, in uh, London, uh, it might be the same way like the Alamo in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. As far as yeah, where yeah, like yeah. to us, for, the Alamo, like, like, like you don't talk about the Alamo, man. Yeah. Like when I wake up, Right before I leave the house, I get my keys, remember your my keys. wallet. I remember my keys. Remember I remember keys. the remember my keys. Remember my wallet. Remember, remember my phone, and I remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo, all, right? All, all like I, I, every morning before I leave the door, I have to remember those four things, right? <laughs> yeah. And when people come to visit the Alamo, they're like, "That's it, yeah, like, that, that's it, bro. That's Definitely. the Alamo." Like it's yeah, well, and honestly, man, like don't get me wrong, I love I love going with like people from out of town yeah. to like do all the Texas stuff, yeah. Um, but if like you know, if it's like a, a particularly good friend or like I kind of know that they're not going to be like, I know they're going to say that's it. When yeah. they, I'm, so they'll go like, hey, I want to see the Alamo. Like, really? I mean, I guess. We got the river walk. But see, the Alamo, that's it. Hey, but the river walk, though. The river walk's good. It's Chinatown in London. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying. True, it's the things yeah. that you don't expect. Yeah. That you're like, oh, this is actually cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like the Alamo and the Big Ben are, they represent something more for the citizens of yeah. that city. Well, um, and it's probably that way for sure. A, a lot of anywhere, anywhere. I, mean, anywhere was, you, was, I say the Alamo because that's what's here. It was that way, hometown. you know, and like, like I, I don't, I don't even know what like the popular landmarks are in Tangier, Morocco. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure there's something. But walking into this like a nondescript fish market and having almost tripping on a live octopus that wrapped around my ankle. Nice, that, dude. It scared the shit out of me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, meanwhile, like I can't read any of the signs because they're in Arabic and French. So you know, I'm scared. I'm lonely. I'm a little. I'm a little white lonely boy. You got an octopus on your leg. I got an octopus on my leg. You know, like. But that was awesome to me. That's like. That's like Camden Market. That's like you know River. That's like that's that's the stuff that's not gonna be on. You know, guys. The brochure. Yeah, the, it's not yeah, on the brochure. That's cool. Going. Yeah. I mean, and you know, just because it's not on the brochure doesn't mean you should do it. Definitely. Do they um, like tourists? A lot. Yeah. I mean, like. Okay, so I mean that's that's kind of a loaded question. I mean, they like tourists where you know are they nice to tourists? Where tourists make money? Well, yeah, you know, but like as a culture, like just because you're allowed to have tourists doesn't mean is like 
you like to, uh, again back to the southern hospitality thing like we're kind of i f- i'd like to think that most southerners especially most texans are nice in general mm-hmm. regardless of where you're from and, and there's all those memes and stuff about like our californians but if we get a californian over here we'll razz them a little bit and we'll be like hey let's go take you to get a, you know your belt and buckle yeah, the complimentary belt and buckle. Yeah. Now that you're here in Texas, and then we'll drop them off in Austin, <clears throat> and then we'll drop them off back in Austin where they where so they're they okay. gotta go. Yeah, yeah. So they're good. But like you know, so like in Morocco when I was in Tangier, you know, we there a guy found us and he volunteered to be our guide, and I paid him in sixty bucks and, and a pair of sunglasses. That's kind of scary. Yeah, it was a little sketchy. He was a cool guy though, and he seemed to like us. He seemed to think that we were awesome and that everyone was going to think we're awesome because not only are we American, but we're Texan, uh, me and my buddy. And they, they were like, there. We went to, I went to Czech Republic twice into Prague, right? Uh, the inverse happened on the second trip where on the second trip, you know, I, I brought some, some different friends, uh, two new, uh, or a kid from New Jersey and another kid from Florida. Um, we were we were looking for a place to eat one night nearby our Airbnb, and we were kind of not in the downtown proper area. We were more in like the neighborhoods, I guess what would be the equivalent of the, of suburban area. And we went into some like a basement bar that was like one of the only things open. And there was one dude, one staff member, and he was probably the owner I think too. And he was looking a little tipsy behind that that counter. And there was a couple. There was like two tables maybe. And when I tell you this is like a basement bar, I mean like like fluorescent lights, no decoration, yeah, no windows, right? It's they didn't like it doesn't look like a bar. It doesn't look like a restaurant besides the bar itself, right? There's it looked like it looked like it could be somebody's house mm-hmm. or somebody's like actual basement. And we sat at some tables that could be someone's actual like dinner table. Dinner table. It was very strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we asked for some waters. And, you know, you know, tipsy bartender comes over here, brings us each a liter of beer. And we're like, nah, man, you know, we were actually hoping for some water. And I don't think we were rude or anything. And he goes, no, no, this is Czech water right here, which is hilarious. But also he was super aggressive about it. Um, and he was like, you know, you're going to drink this or you get the fuck out of my bar. Yeah. You know, you Americans, you know, and he started, I, he was drunk and he was also speaking Czech. So. But for every other word, he, was, he seemed to have a problem with, like, the fact that we were kind of trying to... Change your culture in a sense. I, kind of, I guess. I mean, we were... He made it clear that we were we were in his space. Sure. And we were, I guess, at, at, at his behest, not the other way around. He was serving us out of, you know, his, his uh, hospitality. Yeah. You know. Um, which is a totally different model than the one the one in the in in the states and stuff and like you know nothing against the guy I mean also he you know the fact that he was drunk might have contributed but like that was that was something we were not expecting is like for the most part we've been treated very fairly very nice by people of all different kinds of countries and all over Europe and that was one of the first times that we ever like got kicked out of a bar for something as simple as refusing beer and I don't know if that was a cultural thing or if that was just a him thing I'm, yeah. I'm thinking it might have been a him thing sure but I, I wonder I have to wonder to some extent if like maybe you know we are kind of in their homes oh yeah you know? absolutely. It'd, be, it'd be like if like some tourists started wandering around our like your neighborhood and yeah. you're like what are you looking for and they're like oh, I'm looking for the Alamo and you're like you're way <laughs> off dude where no. are you 
Definitely right? not in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> you were sick at one point, right? Like you got sick or something and they Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so yeah, when I first got there it was super cold. One of them, the first trip we went on was to Fusen, which is where um, the uh, Neuschwanstein, the Disney castle, is near there. Um, and I have, I sort of got, I had like the flu or like the flu 2.0 or something. And uh, the first, it was actually, it was the first time, the first trip I ever went on, and the first time I'd ever seen snow, and it was the first drink I ever had because I'm a good little Christian boy. That's and, right. And uh, I didn't drink till I was. Well, I was 19 at the time, but it was legal there. So, um, and I we went into some cafe in this small ass town, and the waiter was like, "Like, hey man, you looking a little sick?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." And he's like, "I'll get you something." And what he got me was grog, um, and grog. It's not like in Lord of the Rings with the, the orc string. It's not like that. Um, it was literally hot water and rum, and it was mostly hot rum. Um, and he just served it to me in a mug and he gave me two mugs of it and he said what you want to do is hold your nose and chug it both as fast as you can and I was like this guy obviously is a doctor so I'm going to listen to him right. and I did and i not going to lie I felt very good Yeah. immediately cleared the sinuses absolutely woke me the hell up Yeah. Um, and buzzed and I was, I, was, I was buzzing I was freezing my ass off but I was I was warm, man. But you're feeling good. Man. I was feeling good. Oh man. my! I was buzzing the rest of the night, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. All, all kinds of experiences you can have. Yeah. Something as simple as traveling, even if it's not for five months, even for a week. All yeah. kinds of cool. That's the cool thing. Like you can make you know. your own adventures from a vacation or something, right? Like uh, yeah. vacations I've had. Like there's the things that aren't in the brochure, right? And that's the fun. Those are usually the the things that you are like, oh man, that yeah. was my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. the thing that we didn't expect to happen, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the beauty beauty of traveling. I think uh, trying to make your own uh, adventures, and I this whole this I mean, twenty twenty has been a rough year in general, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to twenty twenty one because uh, just to get a vacation like this year, I felt like I've been on the go all all year and, and even a little bit before. Yeah, and so uh, like I'm looking forward to get out of you know our hometown get out of texas if possible where are you, where are you trying to go dude i i want to go to colorado man what? i want to see some mountains bro really yeah there's, so, a, there's mountains other places like colorado i don't know i think colorado is just like a nice spot so like i'm not going for weed is that what you're asking no, no. uh no, i know you don't you don't, you don't <laughs> mess with the wacky tobacco uh but well i have friends who go and they've posted pictures of like the mountains and like right the the parks the state parks and i'm like dude like looks beautiful right um i mean there's north dakota montana i think montana um, i heard i heard montana's beautiful montana yeah. i think it's montana like it's beautiful like mountains in general yeah uh, my fear is though is if i go i don't know if i want to come back that's your fear i'm like bro i don't know if i want to come back for real yeah Wow, that's not what I expected you to say. I, like, thought, I thought you were gonna say like, "I'm afraid I'm not gonna like it." No, no, no. I'm scared. I'm gonna love it, and I'm gonna be like, "Bro, why am I here? I'm gonna have a whole realization." Wait, why, why are you afraid of that? Because no, I'm not afraid of it, well, but you, like, it's not like you're gonna have to like kiss Texas. Texas guy's gonna be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I think just like I'm the kind of person where like I have an idea, I'm gonna do it. Uh huh. Right. Like I got this. I got. I was like, I want to move out. I want to get my own place. And then you did it. And then I think. But you within, didn't just do it. You did it hard. Within a month, I was like, I got my place. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Like, I have an idea, and I'm like, boom, I'm doing it. 
sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes I'm like, nah, let me really think about this. Right. I mean, getting my own place, like buying your own place, uh, it was, uh, it took, I mean, it was a process, you know, I didn't just buy the first thing I saw, but, um, it also took time to, I mean, I had the idea of it, but I went with it. Once I liked the idea, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like, like you, do you think that's a bad thing? No, like no, like, not as, like you commit too hard to this. It hasn't backfired yet. And you're worried that it will. No, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm impulsive. Is that a word? I guess I, for, that describes that. I feel like impulsivity like implies not having a well thought out plan thing. Well, I think no, because I, I plan things out very well to the T. Right. Whether it happens like that or not, it's not up to me ultimately. But and yeah, also impulsivity implies like a lack of commitment. Like you, yeah, you no. like try it and you're like, ah, never mind. Yeah, like no. you're, you're saying that usually if, when if I commit moved, to something, would just go. Well, usually when I commit to something, I'm in it until I finish it. Usually. So so if you moved to Colorado, when or would something? Yeah, when would you finish it? Like, what is that? Oh, I don't know. What does it even look like? I don't know. I got to go and see. I don't even know if I'm moving, bro. I'm just well, saying. Yeah, hypothetically. But like, hypothetically, I mean, if I really like it, and I'm not saying just Colorado. I'm saying like Montana, fucking Montana, Canada, bro. Yeah. Like, I want to go to Canada so bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. Something about like well, that's why surrounded like, by mountains looks dope. Yeah. that's why, And that's also why it's important to travel, man, is like. You'll never know what else you like. You'll never know or what you can do. What you could do, yeah. I was surprised I was able to make a home out of Heidelberg, you know. Yeah. Um, because I missed home immensely. Yeah. Um and like yep, like even 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 though I've traveled already, like the prospect of living in a place like Montana, yeah. I'm immediately like, do they have sweet tea? Yeah. Like it's gonna be cold, all, like really cold. Yeah. You know, they're not gonna have the things I'm used to. Oh yeah. god, like what I'm I'm inspired to like so I, I, I'm inspired by people who, like Anthony, our friend, who drops everything and, and goes to, like, a whole different state with, like, minimum money. Like, oh, is wait, like, okay, hold on. Real, I don't know if anybody says real talk anymore. On, on, on the real, real talk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, real quick. It, no, nothing against Anthony. I love Anthony. I'm bringing him up too much. No. Because I love that man. No, I love, I love him too. He's great. He's beautiful. Yeah, man. Um. Do you think that a move like that? So you say you have a lot of respect for somebody who can drop because everything. I don't do that. I I didn't do that. Right. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, like, and that's my. I think that's why I said fear. I don't because, think I can like, do that. Do you, I don't know do you if think I can that, do that takes a little bit of like? I don't want to use too harsh of a word, but like, like ignorance or like naivety. No, well, I naivete think it, or like towards like other people. No, 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 no. I mean like blissfully unaware that you should be afraid you know what i mean i think it's a good or bad thing i mean i think uh being like like how okay because being, being being too afraid is an issue too definitely yeah. right I, I look at a guy like anthony and i'm like wow not only is that awesome that he did that that's incredible that he could even have the cojones to do that. oh yeah no and that's what i'm saying and, and like is it is it that anthony is just uh, just this bull of a man who is just bold and takes, you know, absolutely. Or, or was he was was did he have the privilege of like, like wh what if it's like okay, well if you don't want to psych yourself out, don't think about it too much. Yeah, don't think about it too much, yeah. and you won't have I don't to know. consider problems, and, and then you can just do it. Yeah, and that's a good question Maybe, to ask. To me, that's impulsivity, and impulsivity can be a good thing. Yeah, in that in that case. 
Because if you are used to psyching yourself out over stuff like that, sometimes it's good to just be like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do it. Well, like you with Minnesota. or Mon- Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Like you were just like, well, I got the job. I guess I'm going. Yeah. Like you didn't yeah, think about surely, it. You were yeah. like, you were like, I'm I got, I'm committed now. Like right. I, I guess I'll yeah I guess I would I guess consider that an impulsive move. Yeah. Were you scared? No, because I didn't think about it. Mm. And then when I got there, I was like, oh man. <laughs> but oh, I'm here. Shit. I'm here now. You know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it ended up being worth it. Sure. Uh, and you know that's what I'm saying is like maybe impulsivity in that in that respect is like. And so that's the thing. A so positive thing. yeah. And so um, I had a, I had this conversation with my cousin like two days ago. Um, who messaged me and is like, man, like, you know, I want to travel and like, I want to go to the U S and like, I want to, um, like see if I like it, you know, cause I kind of want to move up there and like, I want to, you know, find a job. I want to like move, you know, I'm tired of home. Right. Right. And so I had a conversation with him. I'm like, well, you know, what's the purpose of you moving? Oh, well, I kind of, you know, I want to travel and I want to, um, uh, see other places and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's great. And all. Yeah. But like, what's your goal? Right. And so, and he didn't really know because he hasn't really thought about that far. And so me in my mindset, I think, and I think, you know, talking about Anthony, talking about you, as far as like leaving, I think like, what was the goal of it? Well, for you, it was, I'm going to go, I'm, I have a job. Right. So with yeah. Anthony is, I have this dream, you know, being an actor. I want to, I feel like that's way more ballsy, man. Oh no, it is. That's but way more but you have a goal. I think leaving something, leaving your hometown just because like I'm just gonna go because I wanna go. I wanna go and like great. I respect you for that. But you gotta you're gonna move, you're gonna go there, and you're just gonna be in the same situation right. in a whole different place by yourself. Yeah, like it's the difference between why can't you do that here? Yeah, setting yourself up for success versus setting yourself up for Yeah, failure. so like if you're going and it's like I'm gonna. I'm. I'll, I want to be a singer. I want to be a musician. I'm gonna be an actor. I'm gonna go to L.A. You know, and I'll figure it out once I'm there. Right. Okay, fine. But you have a goal as to what you want to do. At least it's like a vague outline. As, at least it's like to like I'm gonna. You know, play music on the street until someone picks me up. Hey, whatever. Right. Do it in L.A. or New York, whatever. Where it's more like possibilities. Right. Um, in some sense, you have some sort of plan. But just because you want to move, just because you want a new view of things. I don't know if that's always the right thing. Maybe, um, and this is what I told my cousin. I was like, I think, personally, instead of dropping everything and moving out here and spending all your savings to move to a place you don't even know if you will like, right? Because one thing is like going for vacation. It's vacation. Yeah. It's your escape. But living there, it's something different, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, I told him, let's, you know, you should come up here and like, let's see if you like it stay like for more than just a week right stay here sometime yeah see if you like it and then yeah, it's yeah. like yeah this is what i want or have something lined up ready to go don't just leave with no plan of action like you got to have something some at least of, some sort of goal right. i'm not saying a plan but at least a goal in mind to where that's my ultimate goal yeah how i get it, it we'll figure that out right. we're gonna do it impromptu we're gonna figure it out as we go but that's my goal not right. having a goal, that's where it's like, I don't know. I'm just here because uh, yeah. I wanted to yeah, even, I wanted to go suffer somewhere else. Like, even, no. even study abroad had a goal. It was like, I, I was still going to school. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I wasn't like I was. Just, I just went to live somewhere yeah. and do nothing. In Minnesota, you went because you had a job already. I went because I had a job. You know? Yeah. You know, I went to Germany because there was classes. It was school. Take, yeah. And it, it was, was a requirement school, really. for my degree. Um, and that definitely, yeah, I definitely hear you on that, man. Um, 
what about like what if like i know some people who just kind of like have the means like just the money to move yeah and like experiment you know i feel like that's different though i mean once you're finance i mean because ultimately what do we work for to be financially stable really i mean but why but why why what why should we be financially stable okay humor me on this because money doesn't buy you happiness right but it helps yeah so okay so, so we're gonna be financially stable so I got. I'm gonna work to, so we can buy stuff that makes you happy. Well, not. I mean, yes, but ultimately to survive, right? Because right. unfortunately, okay. everything Survival. you know, food, water, the basic necessities of life, right. unfortunately, cost money. Right. So if I don't have money, then I'm gonna freaking die. Yeah. Right. In a sense. So money is the to, is the tool that enables you to lead lead a sort of life. At least something, right? I mean, th- that's what we work for, right? To get an income have a roof over our heads, support our family, our kids, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you, I, I, I would say, and I don't know, I'm not rich, like if I was financially stable or money wasn't an issue, you right? You like, oh, well, hell yeah. Like, why, why be here? I'll move to Kansas. See what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're rich, you're rich. Like, who cares? <laughs> if I was a bum, why would I be here? Right. I'm gonna go and live homeless wherever at the beach, somewhere. It's warmer there, yeah. You don't need well, to buy jackets. Well, that's what I'm saying, or something like at least have a nice view. So if you have the means, yeah, then exercise that. Well, I would say if you have the means to to travel, I mean retirement, right? Like people who retire usually they travel a lot. They get an yeah. RV and and hey, we're gonna go around the country. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think when you're financially stable and you have the means to travel and to if you want to live somewhere else, I mean, that's cool. I mean, why do rich people have multiple houses in different areas? Getaways. I do have to wonder what the benefit of vacationing, like as a young person Mm. is. Is, I don't know. Maybe to like, like I I didn't grow up going on vacations and I feel like part of the reason like we're we're talking about travel and like this impact that I don't know if if you traveled a lot when you were young. I did. It's like, I feel like part of the reason that I took so much away from the few times that I have traveled, and I've literally still to this day have only yeah I went halfway across the world, but I did it one time. Yeah, I've only traveled like three or four times. So like part of the reason it impacted so much was because I had no frame of reference for that, and I wonder if like vacationing when you're younger helps. Well, I don't know. Does it like I, affect that? Does it do anything? I don't know. I I was fortunate enough to there was a there. I mean, we just still do it every now. We do it now, but. I've gotten older, so my parents like kind of do it on their own. I mean, I work now, right? So like, right, and COVID yeah. hit, so like they didn't get to do it the summer. But every summer, my parents would try to take some vacation, right? And uh, so we would all go as a family trip, right? Uh, so like one year we went to the Disney cruise, went to the Bahamas, all that. Like went to Puerto Rico, um, went to Big Bend, <laughs> like, right? Once. Like we get. I mean, and and the way my parents look at it is like. Their vacation, their definition of vacation is I work all year for this one week off. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. I want to enjoy this week yeah. somewhere not here. Right. And so for my mom, like, she loves the beach. She loves the beach. And so that's her escape. That's her getaway. Um, <laughs> that's her getaway. Like, she wants, like, we can go to a different country as long as it has a beach. Right. Right. Like, we went to Miami because of beach. We went to Pensacola in Florida because there's a beach. We went to Cancun. We went to Cozumel. Places that have beaches because that's usually what my mom likes. 
uh, last summer we went to Vegas, right? We didn't go to the beach, but we went to Vegas, like right. whatever. Um, and so the way my parents look at it is it's this one week we get out of the year to enjoy life, enjoy ourselves, and enjoy what we worked for in a sense, right? Um, so for them, I guess maybe as they get older, as, as we get older, I think we start learning to appreciate our time off, right? Uh, but being young and, and having that experience of going places, for me, now that I'm older, I get to say, oh, I didn't like that. Like, uh, like I didn't like that. Be- I didn't like that place. The vibe I got, maybe I didn't like. So I'm going to avoid that place. Um, or like Vegas. Like some people, I'm like, nah, dude, Vegas sucks. I, not me. Me yeah. personally, like I love Vegas. Not because of like the gambling and like I, the environment was so cool. It's a different yeah. world. And I, th- I guess I, to experience different cultures and different, like, yeah. things. To grow up, I mean, to, like, have, be more well-rounded. Right. Um, I, f- I feel like the formative experiences of travel, and maybe I'm an idiot because I haven't traveled that much, and I'm already trying to generalize. But uh, I feel like the formative experiences of, like, the truly formative experiences are never, even as a kid, like... I wonder how many kids have seen the Grand Canyon and grow up to be like 20, 29 and are like, I still remember the, that day, that hallowed day when I saw the Grand Canyon for the first time when I was four. It was, it was the most majestic. Like, really? Like, is that what they remember? Or do they remember? No. Do they remember stopping at that weird peanut shop in yeah. the middle of Mojave Desert? Yeah. And I... I and I remember my, the one, the one, the first time I ever really traveled was to California. And we went, drove through this, the section of the Mojave Desert, and there's one peanut shop. I don't remember LA. I don't remember San Jose. I don't remember the plane ride. I don't remember barely anything about that. I was so young. But the thing I do remember is that long ass car ride through the Mojave Desert and stopping at this weird convenience store, and we got peanuts. And they had a huge, I mean, a, a strange, a strangely larger sort of variety of peanuts, and all all this to say is like, it's the it's the it's the in the grass moments, the in the sticks moments. It's not the big bends and the Westminster Abbeys right. or the Taj Mahals or the it's, it's or the, the Grand things. Canyons. It's like the weird like oh man, I remember that weird flea market. Or man, I remember I don't know like did you ever have that like going to like Pensacola? And stuff? Yeah, so like, so Miami uh, like. We're walking down the street, and I recognize this ice cream shop, and I'm like, "Yo, Jersey Shore, they work there, season two. <laughs> and I got ice cream. I got a gelato from yeah. the shop, uh, which is like ice cream. And like, I was like, "Bro, took a picture there eating ice cream at where the Jersey Shore worked. Like, yeah. that for me, it was my highlight in my of my. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't the beach. It, it wasn't, wasn't like, like, oh, I'm in sunny, glamorous Miami. No, nah, it was, dude. Was I like got to go to the. I got to visit the ice cream. Show. Yeah, from a TV show. Um, I was trying to think there was one thing that that happened where we got there and like, like the main view wasn't like, it was like, Oh, that's it. Like, Oh, Puerto Rico. Mm. Um, so in Puerto Rico, they have like one of the biggest like satellites, like in the world. Uh, it was originally like an asteroid hit, but they converted the. I don't know what you call oh, it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like a satellite. crater. Yeah. A crater, a crater, but they convert it into a satellite. Like a satellite. It's like for aliens and shit, right? Right. And like the whole time, we've been. To- my dad has been talking about this satellite. Uh-huh. The whole trip. And it's like the last day we finally get to go see this damn satellite. And like, I remember we had to climb so many stairs. And like, I got a shirt that had like Einstein's face on it. 
but it was made up of galaxies. Yeah. But it made up his face and it glowed in the dark. It was badass. Um, like we were climbing and like being like it was like in the middle of a jungle, and like we got to the top and we're like, that's it. Yeah. We're like, ah, eh, yeah. All right. Like, ah, oh, that's cool, but eh, all right. Yeah. But everything else was like, like the whole trip was awesome. Right. Right. We got to see this thing, and I was like, ah, like yeah, that was cool. But, dude, I got a shirt with Einstein's face on it. Right. And I was a little kid, you know. Uh, I'm trying it's, to think. There was another one. It's that cliche where it's like, oh, it's not the, it's not the destination. It's the journey. It's the journey. Except bro. it's yeah. Except it's not cliche because it's true. It is kind of true. Yeah. Once you get true. there, it's like ah. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, ah, good. like and then and even even the destination is just like vague memory. So okay, I I remember exactly what it was, and you were part of it. It was uh, we were in high school. Uh-huh. And we competed for UIL one yeah. out. Okay. We went to Austin? We went to Austin. Right. So not necessarily, we didn't stay in the same hotel room, but the whole point for me at least was like, we finally, we make it to state. Uh-huh. Like we're going to state, the champ, the championship, bro. Right. Right. We're competing in the state capital in this beautiful auditorium, right? In front of like a thousand people, like whatever, bro. All right. Uh-huh. The whole night, like, we didn't sleep. Like, I was up. Like, we were, like, uh, like me and your brother, like, stayed up the whole night watching a Kevin Hart special. Like, yeah. it was it was great because of the memories we made. Like, we ate at this random place in San Marcos. Yeah. Uh, and I had fajitas. Like, I remember. Like, it was, it was random Dude, stuff. I remember very little about that trip, but I remember eating at IHOP. At 2 in the morning. At 2 in the and morning. People it was, was the first time I'd ever... It was the first all-nighter I ever pulled in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the first time I'd been up more longer than okay, 24 hours. So the th- and so we were all this... All this crap was going on. And then we performed. The The competition happened. We lost. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Because by that point, we were like, whatever. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't... That didn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Like, I by, just, by I the point we... I have so comp- little memory of that performance. The, by the time we competed, it wasn't even about that, bro. I have so we were, like, memory. so happy... We lost and we didn't care because yeah. we had so much fun. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Like the main event was the the champions, the the, the performance, right. right? Like Dude, who won? I gotta be honest, man. I don't even remember what the inside of that that venue looked like. Oh yeah. I I, rem- I remember the hotel and yeah. I remember the IHOP. That's about it. I remember because I went multiple times. Well, there you go. Oh my. No, but but uh, it was and even then the second time I went. So I got to go. I got to go again to stay my senior year. And the freshmen, they were like, oh, man, we're going to state and all this jazz. And I'm like, man. And I'm like, honestly, bro, I'm like, I even told them, I remember, I was like, the performance, that doesn't even matter, bro. Yeah. I'm like, the best part and, like, I was mostly excited to relive is the memories that happen pre-show. The, be- the, be- the best part. The hotel. Is like, when we, is when we go to that weird restaurant in Austin and, Tex- and Seth eats, gets those black-tailed gold shrimp and throws up at 3 a.m. in the morning the next day. They actually right closed that restaurant. Dude, I could. <laughs> I went the other that was, that's last one of the month. the sickest times I've ever been in my life. And I was so sad that that restaurant was closed because it had so many yeah. memories. No, but... Um, those, are, those are the real memories. <laughs> rolling out of bed and stomach-churning pain and crawling on all fours of the toilet. So it wasn't the... It, wasn't the, it was the memories that you made. And, uh, and if we would have won, great. But the fact that we didn't and we didn't care made it that much better because we were all done by that point so anyways going back to the, it's it's still the main event doesn't really uh it's not the destination matter. it's the journey it's the journey bro yeah it's man. the journey that's the title of the, it's the title of this episode what's that it's the journey it's the journey it's the i'll journey. Uh, just for you i'll, I'll title it that <laughs> so lame. um dude you know 
Speaking of lame, bro, and we're and we're pretty lame. Speaking of lame, dude, I'm super lame. I know, bro. We're we're both pretty lame. You're, yeah, you're pretty lame. Man. I know, man. Um. <laughs> so, I mean, we we go on any topic, but uh, we talk about you and I both share an interest in in video games. Uh huh. And uh, you know, I talk to people about I th- the. I think interest is putting it lightly. We like live. It's like a sport. It's a. It's a, yeah. It's not. It's not an esport though. I don't play multiplayer games. Um, yeah, so that's the thing too. Is like I don't uh. Like I'm when I consider a good game, it's not about um. It's not. It's not about. Like the competitiveness. Yeah, right? like multiplayer. It's it's. It's always like a narrative. It's the story, man. Experience. The campaign, like. Yeah. I want to feel emotions during this story, the campaign, right? Yeah, man. And so. Uh, I think that's the beauty of video games, bro. Is is just how beautiful. Dude, I think it's stories ins- can be. I think it's insane, and I, I don't. I don't mean a rant. I think it's insane. I have, dude, I have friends, who are like. Adamant about, saying that, like video games is not a medium of art. Oh no. Which is like, dude, what? No, dude. Huh? And I'm dude. not. I'm not saying that because I'm just some sort of like, you know, v- video game boy. I am. Don't get me wrong. But like, um, it's not just because I'm. You know, I'm just so infatuated with with gaming. But like, the amount of like funding and effort, and if you like, if you actually yeah. look at like what it takes, it's like a performance, man. Dude, it's like. Yeah, man. There's there's acting. Yeah. There's art direction. There's costumes. Like it's so it's so layered. Yeah. Depending depending on the game, of course. It's so layered. Even something as simple as game design for like the simplest, you know, most fundamental platformers yeah. of gaming. It's not like yeah. you know Mario or yeah. whatever. Like that's that's it's like a a giant puzzle that you have to like engineer. It takes smarts. Yeah. It takes and it takes most importantly creativity. And people would be like, ah, you know, video games are good for, like, a distraction. And it's like, dude, like... Not really, man. Yeah, maybe in, like, the 80s, you know? But technology's improved since yeah, then. Dude, it's there's, about there's, like, there's stories to tell. There's stories yeah. to tell in this new interactive medium, which is yeah. what it is. It's an interactive medium yeah. where you control the pacing of the story in a lot of cases. Um, and it's, uh, like, there's stuff that's that can't... That cannot... That is not better suited for any other medium besides video games. Yeah, um, I feel like I sound like a super nerd, but <laughs> no. But it's a good, uh, it's a good point of view. And I want to ask you, man, what's like, what's your top five video games? Like games that you play multiple times that you're like, oh, bro, this is beautiful artwork. E- uh, okay. Well, okay. So, like, I could play d- this game multiple times. So, okay. So, not not every game that I go back to. I think is this like artistic masterpiece. Sure. Like full disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, you know, doesn't mean it's great. All right. For example, like I I love I'm infatuated with Fallout three uh-huh. on the PS three. Uh-huh. That's one of the first like M rated games I ever played. Cause like I said, I'm a good Christian boy, good Catholic boy. Yeah, you gotta ask your parents for permission. I gotta ask mommy and daddy. because um, it says, you know, says bad naughty words in there um, yeah 17, um, 17 plus so i had to ask right uh i feel like I feel like i don't i do i i'm not here over here being like yeah fallout 3 is this just like masterwork of narrative design not at all no liam neeson's your dad <laughs> all right which is awesome and everything but like you know <laughs> like yeah 
and, and you know it's definitely dated all these years later it, was, it came out in like 2008 2007 2008 I think 2008 um, so like I, I definitely think Fallout 3 is probably up there um, I think um, probably probably I want to say like Tekken or like a, a similarly involved combat or like a similarly involved like in a nuanced um, like system of control I don't know how to, how to phrase that I guess combat system um, but the, the game that really got me to appreciate like fluidity and like simplicity of design you know and especially like uh, you know even animation and it's, this is going to sound like weird and out of nowhere like maybe there's some like hardcore gamer listening or whatever and they're going to be like this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and I know this is exactly what it's going to sound like uh, <laughs> the sequel to Shadow of Mordor what Shadow of War I know it's like, out of nowhere it, I don't even think it's like that great of a game yeah. dude I pumped so many goddamn hours into that game it was an insane amount of hours and this wasn't like in college early college um and like i didn't go back to it because it was particularly like compelling story or even but like i loved feeling the controls yeah and i loved trying to perfect like and i've never been i've never been like that in my life like i don't i could give a shit about the combo counter right i could give a shit about my score i'm not competitive at all um, but for whatever reason, the controls felt so goddamn good. It felt good. Yeah, it didn't even look good. It feels so good. Like I, I could see visual glitches because like there was too much stuff going on on the screen, you know. And it's not, you know, not no no game's perfect in that respect. Uh, it just felt good. Yeah. Um, again, not even like, not even like this. It's not. I would not even say it's an artistic masterclass of any kind. Mm-hmm. It just helped me look at things differently fallout 3 i felt like i was able to appreciate games in a way i'd never appreciated them before and like in in that that i could uh you know respect how multi-dimensional multi-layered a game could be i i don't think i'd have, up to that point i'd ever really played a game that was as you know quote-unquote complex as fallout 3 and fallout 3 is not even that complex compared to even games before that time but I mean, as a as a young kid, like, you know, that to me was like, oh wow, this is like awake, this awakening. Like games could be this layered. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. And then Shadow of War is very similar. Is like, oh wow. Like I didn't even know I could desire a yeah. c- combat system so much, which is why I started moving on to games like, you know, Tekken. I'm playing Yakuza now. Like these like weird brawler games that I've never had any interest in, but I love, I love, I I wanna, I like having a game where I can like the controls. Mm. Um, you know, same thing with like level design and stuff. Um, I think as far as like narrative goes, like of course, like Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Last of Us, I feel like is the first game that made me cry. Yeah. Um, and I played Shadow of Colossus, and I played like I don't know what are other sad games. Some people cry in Mass Effect. I played Mass Effect. I never got to play. Um, I played. I played. I played. I played most of the all the other games up to that point. Yeah. Until Last of Us. And Last of Us was the first game. And I cried in the first seven minutes. Yeah. And I was like, "What the hell is this game?" Yeah. 
I've, ne- I've never really had that reaction to a game. So, like, Last of Us is definitely way up there. Um, I need two more. What? Have you played Part 2 yet? Last of Us Part 2? No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm always late. I'm always late because I'm cheap. Yeah. And I don't like buying games at full price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, probably... I'm trying to think of like some of the first games that I ever played. So, like I don't know, Spyro. Yeah. Spyro or Crash Bandicoot. That's up there. Were like some of the first games I ever played. And again, like I was a child. I was I was a kid, kid mm-hmm. playing on a little PS One. You know. Did you ever play Lost Planet? Dude, I love. Lost okay, Planet. so Lost Planet. Dude, Lost Planet's so weird, dude. You know, I never hear about it anymore. Exactly, man. It's so, so Lost strange. Planet. So the first one. Yeah. Lost Planet One. I think it's a very underrated game. Dude, and, and Lost Planet One is, I think, is the best you, out of all. Oh of yeah, them. but yeah. but Lost Planet, um, and then they had that weird multiplayer, like two was like two was a weird one. It didn't even did it have a story? I don't even know. Uh, you play as multiple characters. I I'm never very, even finished very it, confused. and I never even played three. But I, Lost dude, Planet I played three. Played three was alright. But three Lost Planet good. One, it hasn't aged well at all. I yeah. mean, the graphics on it are horrible. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's the story. Yeah. Like at first, it's like ah, like I'm on when a planet. It's such interesting ideas. Yeah. It feels like you haven't seen any of them. No, it was great. And if it was remastered, I think it would be beautiful. Yeah. Like if they would remaster everything, the cutscenes in it, like I think it would be amazing. Right. Lost Planet One was great. Uh, the story was beautiful. Uh, the ending was so good. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a, so the way I look at games and how good they are is is great beginning, great intro because a good intro is very important to a video game. Yeah. Or it captures you right. A good story, but a good ending. Yeah. Because some games have a good story, but then it ends and you're like, what? Even Last of Us. It's I like what? Like a, uh, what? The yeah. It was like uh, yeah. Uh, so Lost Planet I think has all those things. Mafia Two is. Mm. I still haven't played Mafia 2. Dude, in my top three, like Mafia 2 is either one or two. And, of and, all time, and we gotta be careful because it's like, is this nostalgia or is. I don't know, but I've played Mafia 2 so many times. Really? Like, so many times. And I, like, I want to play it again. That's, That's how I feel about Fallout 3. Like, I want to re- I just want to replay. Like, there's games I'm like, I feel like playing this game again. Or I, I feel the same way about Portal. I do that, yeah, a bunch of times. Portal the same way. So, Mafia 2, great beginning. You start off in World War II, like it's great, like you're in war. Spoiler alert for like a decade old game. Yeah. Uh, you start off in World War II, and then like it captures you. You're like, what the hell's going on? And then like the story is amazing. Uh-huh. Like I feel like I am this character. Right. And then the ending is just, man. <laughs> I mean, the ending is just. Right. Like. I cried, man. Oh my. Oh my. No, dude. Like Mafia 2 ending, tears, bro. In the feels. Yeah, like, like no bullshit. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I feel like an ass, man. I feel like it's shit. Like I always wanted to cry. Yeah. And it's not even those games that give you choices. Like it's it's a, it's no matter like, what. Oh, you dude, do, that's the other thing. Is like these days, it's always about like choice. Choices, and that, and that or, bothers me. Or like the scale of the map. Yeah. And it's like, dude, since when has anybody ever cared about yeah, how yeah, big yeah, yeah, your yeah, game yeah. is? No, I don't care. And so so that's the thing too. Is like I, I like choice games, but I'm very picky with choice um, games because. Really, the only one that really worked, in my opinion, and I haven't even finished the whole story. I finished the game, but it's the, the Walking Dead Telltale games. Oh, dude, yeah. So I, the first one was beautiful. Yeah, dude. First I one was cry, great. I cried, yeah. Yeah, man. the second one, also good. So season also one and two good, were yeah. good. I didn't play... I, I think the problem with Walking Dead Telltale games... 
I haven't played they, season three. Either. So they took too long to make them. Yeah. Because yeah. once they got into after season two, they started doing the Batman one. Right. You started doing Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did yeah, the Michonne, yeah, Walking they, Dead Michonne. They, they did really, a lot of things. They and really then, like peaked and then they just like, and, Well, then they out. got back to the Walking Dead season three. Yeah. And it was like, it's too late, bro. Like, it, the, the, it already like went away. Right. Right. And so, I think it was in the time period where the 360 and Xbox One was coming out. And so that kind of like had something to do with it. Right. But, um, yeah, so like the Walking Dead, tell, the, the, the choice was really good. I mean, it, was, it put me in the field. But I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite games. It's a great game for what it was. Uh, even though it was like different. Yeah. It's still, the choices like hits you, right? Because like, oh, yeah. do I take this car full of food because my group is hungry? Or do I leave it because I don't know whose it is? And then you take the food. Right. Right? And then you go the whole game until the very end. And you're like going to fight the main villain. And he's like, you know that car full of food that you took? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, That was my shit. food. And my family died because yeah. you took this food from me. Right. And you're just like, ah. Oh, yeah. Right? But it was your choice. You, right. you, you made that choice, literally. Right. And so that was like, damn. I'm an asshole. I don't fucked up. I fucked up. Right? Yeah. But there's also games where like the storyline is already set in stone and it's still good. Like, oh, yeah. So Mafia 2 for me is one of those. Lost Planet is one of those. Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's, the Assassin's Creed series is inconsistent, but there's... It's fucking, inconsistent and I I mean, I, I don't want maybe... I've, I've, frankly, I've played every game in the with the exception of like Freedom Cry and Liberation. I, oh, yeah. I even played the two and a half D ones. Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed China, Russia, and yeah. India. Um, and like, I just think they went away with like the main story. Like, I think it's just, yeah, it's their own thing, right? Yeah. And I think that's the issue with what happened with me and Assassin's Creed because like there was a story. Yeah, and the story kind of just ended. Yeah, in a sense, and yeah. it's like, what the fuck happened to this? Well, story? yeah, and I, even now, it's like, <laughs> what's the main story of this? I'm playing Odyssey right now. I'm in the yeah. Odyssey, and it's like, I have sunk like sixty hours. I don't even know if I'm halfway through the story. Yeah, because there's just so much garbage to yeah. do on the map and so like, and that's the thing so big maps are like uh it's too much yeah uh i think and it's not even engaging i'm trying to clear like shit off the map by doing it because yeah. i'm tired of looking at it yeah um and so those things i don't like a lot of side missions side missions bother me i actually yeah. want give me and so that's why i prefer linear, games like linear experience yeah linear experience because like i ain't got time for like i want to get to the story bro yeah and so yeah. yeah and there's so okay so lost planet uh, dude, you should play Yakuza. Yeah, it's Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza is great, dude. So Mafia Two. What's the third one? Oh, dude, the Saboteur. Oh, you told me about that. Bro. You told me about Saboteur. Yeah, bro. Easily my top five. I play that game so many, dude. I have played that game in its entirety, and it's a long story. Oh, dude. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, backpedal what I said about The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I mean, I still meant it. But before that, I played a game called Spec Ops: The Line. Oh yes, dude, so, dude. The ending was like that. That that was that was when everybody was on this on the COD craze, and and there was like everything was like either a first person shooter or a third person action yeah. adventure, and like Spec Ops just seemed like this like generic like yeah. fusion of the two, yeah. and so every like gamer boy yeah. is like, I'll I'll guess I'll get this. I'm, I'm yeah. I don't want to play it zombies was a cha- It was a change. In- yes, yeah, it's some like normal game, and it starts out like super basic, and it's not even it's like mediocre at best, yeah. and then. Like and it's still like a mediocre at best game. But then the plot twist happens. But there's like the plot develops, and you start realizing like, man, this isn't a normal game. Yeah, dude. Right. And then there's the twist, and you're like, what the 
fuck. Yeah. That, that was a moment when Spec I... Spec Ops Line is a good game. That was the moment when I was like, I didn't know games could do this. Do make me feel this I didn't way. know games were allowed to do this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's one of them. So Mafia 2 has that. Yeah, dude, Spec Ops Line has a big... And I've watched videos like the Watch Mojo. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I watched those things to where, like, you know, top 10 uh, biggest, like... Reveals, reveals or, whatever, yeah. or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, but the Saboteur is one of those another games where, dude, starts off so good, like amazing, like, and then like, the story is great. Like, we're, okay. And then when I say these games, I don't like again. If you play a Saboteur and you're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, if you play this game, you're like, bro, all the guns sound the same. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you could be shooting, you could be shooting <laughs> a Tommy gun. And an Dude, MP40. Mercenaries 1 on the PS2. <laughs> you you play, you can shoot a Tommy gun or an oh, MP40. Man. But you still love it. Oh, bro. Uh, or so, STG44, and they all sound identical. I still love Mercenaries 1. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Still the dude, it. like, you punch somebody, and, like, I don't know if it's a glitch, but you punch, you're fighting someone, the dude goes flying. Like, it's not <laughs> natural, right? <laughs> when you sprint, you're, like, hauling ass, like, at two times speed. That's not the point, bro. Right. Yes, the game could have had some more polish. More polish. Yeah. But the story. Yeah. So, like, spoiler alert for a game that's 20 years old or something like that. <laughs> yeah. The saboteur, you start off as a race car driver. And, uh, an Irish race car driver. Yeah. And you go to Germany to race a car, to race. Uh-huh. And so, like, you're expecting this, like, war game, and you're fucking racing cars. Like, the first, like, real mission is yeah, you, like, like... what is this? Yeah, you're racing. Like, right, they're actually buy a race. Yeah, game? you're racing. Yeah. And this is, like, World War II era. Pre-World War II. And you're racing, and, like, this Nazi dude, who you don't know is a Nazi yet, he, like, shoots your tire out because you're beating him, and then, like, he wins the race. And you're like, what? Hey, bro. And he gets his best friend. Hey, dude, fuck this guy. Let's go blow up his car. <laughs> And you're like, I bet. <laughs> and so you and your best friend are like going and you sneak into his like uh, building, which is turns out to be a Nazi like building mm-hmm. um, where they like make super soldiers. Right. Uh, and like you break in and like you blow up his car and like you and your best friend are laughing and you're like, dude, fuck this guy, dude. Like the reaction on his face is going to be hilarious. Right. Well, then you turn around and like you're surrounded by Nazis and they kidnap you. And so you wake up in an interrogation room and they're like torturing your best friend and then they shoot you. They kill your best friend in front of you because they think you're British spies spying on them. And they're and the and the main dude is like, I know you're British. Like I know you're a British spy, and I know Bishop sent you. And you're like, who the hell is Bishop? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you escape, and like then the game like really starts, and like right. you're hunting this guy because he killed your like brother in a sense, like your best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. And the ending is so good, also. Like it's dude, a, that reminds me. Of, you know that reminds me. That reminds me of Far Cry Three. Yeah, okay. It reminds me of Far Cry 3 a little bit. Like, and it's like same similar structure. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and the game is so long. So well, th- what happens in Saboteur is like right after you break out and you escape from, um, where were we? Where are they? they were in like France, I guess, or something like that. Because um, the main story takes, pl- takes place in Paris. Um, but what what happens is uh, World War II, like, like, like Hitler like uh, starts the invasion like right then. Right. So like World War II starts. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's pretty cool because if you go like outside the map, it's like the war zone. So like it turns into like, you go out, all the, uh, you go out the map and like tanks start showing up and airplanes start showing up because they're in war and like that's how you die. Right. But like it's fucking war. So it's crazy. But anyways, Saboteur, um, Halo 2 is beautiful storyline. Um, 
the voice acting. Oh yeah. In Halo Two. I didn't play Halo Two. So Halo Two. So Halo and I'm a big Halo fan. Huge Halo fan. Yeah. And like all the voice acting is incredible, but Halo Two. And like I replay Halo Two, and especially now they have the uh, like remastered edition, the mm-hmm. anniversary. Yeah. And bro, it is like the cutscenes now is like beautiful. Like it looks like real life. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, but the voice acting, like it is in your feels, and you're like, oh. like the voice acting is what's amazing about that right. game. And so that for that reason, Halo Two, even though the gameplay is beautiful, the story in Halo Two is great, and Halo Two has a like meaning right like to me because mm-hmm. like i grew up playing halo <clears throat> so halo 2 was like one of the first games on the original xbox that i played um and i put a lot of hours as a kid in, into that game uh but the voice acting now older being having a theater background you know yeah you like, have this, I, like new appreciation. i appreciate like the voice You're i like, didn't even realize wow, back then they didn't have to go this hard i know but they, they did, did bro they did like the the elites so the aliens in the game yeah they they speak English, right? Uh-huh. And throughout the Halo game, when you're playing, like all you hear is like war war war, like all that, right? Yeah. But in the cutscene, they speak English, and like the way they talk to each other, and like the voice, like they get all deep and they talk very professional, and you're just like, fuck. Damn. And then they get tortured, and it's so so good. Halo Two is beautiful. Like right. I will show you the cutscene right now after, so you can <laughs> so you, you can I see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. So it's stuff like that, like makes me appreciate video games more and like you said the time that goes into v- developing oh, games. As, as a medium hell yeah. yeah dude like but stories in general are good too um assassin's creed 2 dude the whole beginning so like what i love about the game like assassin's creed 2 assassin's creed 2 and assassin's creed brotherhood to me in my opinion have one of the best like intros oh dude so like dude uh the the title card yeah the t- dude, like right it's not the game hasn't even started no yet. other game no as well, I would probably say as well as Brotherhood. Brotherhood did it good, did it the best. but Assassin's Creed Two did good. When like you climb the building with your brother, what that that was the debut of that thing. Yeah, like, it wasn't an Assassin's Creed One. No, no, no. And right. so like you, you, there's like, and of course, fucking Jesper kid with Ezio's family struck gold. Yeah, with that, with uh, that the main theme or the Ezio's family theme. Oh, it's beautiful. And that, that carried on to again. Like, literally, so everything. so that's the thing. So soundtracks, the voice acting. Yeah, like those are things that you don't consider. Until afterwards, and you're like, dude. And you're like, man. Why does it put me in my feels? Well, because the freaking score is yeah. amazing. They didn't have to go that hard. They didn't got to go that hard. So in Assassin's Creed 2, you put in like a whole hour, maybe, before the game even starts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you cl- you climb this tower with your brother. And then it's like. And like. Oh, oh, yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed 2. And you're like, damn. And you're like, wow. And then the game really starts, and then like your whole family freaking dies. And you're just like, <laughs> damn. No, and it's crazy, bro. Like. Yeah. Again, they didn't have to go that hard, bro. Right. And they did. Like, you're trying to help your dad, and you delivered his letter to, like, a dude, but it turns out that dude is the guy who's trying to imprison your father, <laughs> and he uses the letter against him. Like, yeah. you're just like, oh, bro, like, you're good. Like, why did you do that? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, great. Brotherhood, it starts off, like, right where Assassin's Creed 2 ended, and you're kicking off, and you're with Uncle Mario, and Uncle Mario. And, yeah. like, you wake up, and, like, I mean, you're running, you're climbing buildings, running away from the soldiers, the guards, and, like, you're on the tip of the roof and you have the apple of Eden in your hand and you want to throw it in the river and then it's like, save it for another time or something. Yeah. And then like, they're like, we gotta go now and they jump off but then the camera goes up. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Brother. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. And, and, and there's, there's good moments in the rest of the franchise. I mean, I remember feeling pretty powerful about the Assassin's Creed 3. Probably because it was super hyped as well. 3 was hyped, but, but like, it was good. I think I like, liked that. All of a sudden, like, there's all this like, 
advertising for like this Native American protagonist, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you start with Hatham Kenway, and you're like, who is this? And he turns out to be a Templar. And you play, like the first half of the game is this Templar, and you're and like, you don't even know he's a Templar. What? Yeah, and then there's that yeah, twist. and then, you're and just then like, the real game starts. Yeah, and, and then like, the real game hell? starts. Yeah, <laughs> and and literally, and so the the Hatham part, that's you're literally like putting in like three to four hours. Yeah, as Hatham. Yeah, and then you're like, I like this guy, and then it turns out he's a and fucking then, Templar, and, and then like, he's a dick. What? Yeah, it's. Those are, I think so. The last one I so the last Assassin's Creed I played was uh, Black Flag. Mm-hmm. When there was after that, I was like, I don't really care for this. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah, dude, I think video games have such an impact in my life, and uh. I mean, it's a huge tangent we went on, but like, whatever, right? Dude, tangent with going on. Yeah, man. Travel and video games. Yeah, dude. Travel, video games, good life. Uh, man, I I can't uh can't think of anything better, bro. And uh, I'm really glad you came, man. I'm really glad that you uh, stopped by and uh, yeah, did this episode. And, and yeah, man, it may have, t- may have taken us a couple of days, man. But, hey, but we did it. We did it. We did it, bro. We and and uh, for those who don't know, you're a twin. Oh, yeah. You're a twin. Yeah, and I'm, so uh, brother. you do have a twin brother. Yeah. And, and even though you're all twins, y'all are different uh-huh. uh, attitudes and, 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 and all that. And we'll, I, you feel know, like, I feel like we're more similar. Y'all that. are. I think y'all are y'all deep down. Yeah, and I I don't want to talk about it, you know, when when Nick your brother's here, like yeah. what I want to do an episode with both of y'all here and talk about that experience. Yeah, another another episode. Another episode. Another episode. Well, because I think it's not fair. Like like you know, there's another half to you. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, we got to sure. have both halves here to make Definitely. one. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So we'll talk about that and you know experiences of being a twin and and I mean y'all like we talked about it earlier today like. I, and I don't want to make it seem like you're like neither of y'all like aren't important because like each like you we're, and we're, your, we're individuals. you're individuals yeah. and like both of you are great in your own way um but like when you think of seth you think of nick yeah right and like that's just and like as a twin like i'm not a, like i don't know i'm not that's a just twin, the reality but, man yeah. yeah it's reality we we're talking like, about that earlier like with friends it's like well it's like you're it's two there's always two of y'all like, right yeah when you think of one you think of the other yeah I remember, um, well, real quick, I guess, but I wouldn't want to get too deep. Um, I remember <laughs> sometime in college that uh, Nick was like telling me, he, was, he, was, he said, he mentioned that like since like seventh grade, he had like made this like great effort to be different than I am. Um, and I was like, I didn't know you struggled so much, you know, with this like being a twin thing. Like we've had our whole lives. And he's like, man, well, you know, I, I did it, you know. And sometimes I still struggle with it. And I was like, how, man? And, and we ended up having this really like funny exchange where I was explaining to him how I thought about it, you know, and uh, and I was like, dude, being a twin is like a lot like being like a midget or a, a you know little person. I'm not trying to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, rude or anything. <clears throat> but what I said at the time was, you know, being being a twin is like being like a midget, man. Is like, you know, if you're friends long enough with someone, eventually the novelty is gonna wear off. But for some people, it's going to be hard. It's like when you're walking next to a midget, you know, maybe, maybe one day you'll get over that you need to like slow down your gait or whatever or slow down your, your step or your cadence, you know, or, or that way, you know, meet in the middle, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not the same, right? And I was like, when people walk next to us, some, it's a little hard for them to ignore that, you know, we look strikingly similar, if not exactly the same. Yeah. It's hard for people to ignore that. That's unusual. That's a weird thing. It's not a normal thing. It's normal for us. Yeah. But it's not normal for everybody else. And it's, you know, and it, it's, 
even though maybe it gets like exhausting sometimes having to humor that novelty like it's part of our lives and it's going to be part of our lives like forever probably you know and, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing it's like it's like you know being a twin is like being a midget you know <laughs> eventually your, your good friends will will get, get used yeah. to the novelty yeah you know you, you won't be the twins anymore you'll be Seth and Nick yeah. and then some then maybe one day you'll be just Seth yeah. you'll be just Nick and I'm like, a, and yeah, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I think, uh, and, it, and it's not a bad thing. It's no, just a different, it's just how it is. It's a different way of life. It's a different living. It's for some people, they find it amazing. You yeah. Know? Um, but I would love to have both of y'all here one day and, and we'll, and we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that soon. Yeah. Um, to have both of y'all here. Cool. But, um, but man, I, I think, uh, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, we are out of time okay. for Cigarnet. Oh yeah. But uh, we will join back next week. Absolutely. We try to do uh, try to do an episode a week for Cigar Night. Um, any closing words, Seth? Uh, uh, travel, if you can. Um, video games are art, and everybody has their thing in life. Uh, so don't be too hard on yourself. It's gonna be fine. Oh my. Oh my. oh man, this is Cigar Night with Rick Guzman. <laughs> Seth, thank you much for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are a legend in my eyes, my friend. This is Cigar Night. Everyone, y'all have a great night. Oh, thank you.